All right, guys, welcome to episode 94 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy, Tyler. And I'm Ever Castro. And this week, we talk about how, once again, moving is awful. Mm. Um, we talk about, once again, watching Whiplash, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Parasite, uh, Escape at Danamora, I believe is how it was pronounced. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about, once again, uh, NFL news, <laughs> giant trades and a lot of movement going on in the offseason, and what seems to be a one-of-a-kind, uh, at least once in our lifetime, you know, off-seasons for the NFL. And lastly, we talk about this absolutely fucking bars. You know nothing <laughs> about that uh, in regards to an Arby's commercial. Uh, but first... start with the first thing on this list mm-hmm. which uh, leads me to believe that you have once again undergone another trauma yes i am once again moving <laughs> i hate it so much um so yeah so uh so yeah so i've been at where i currently live for since november 2020 so it's like a year and three or four months mm-hmm. and man it flew by because i remember talking about it here with you because i was at my old old place mm-hmm. or i was at my old place when we first started the podcast and uh, so Sydney and I are finally moving in together oh, and shit. it just like, oh man, it just sucks finding a place. So we knew, we lined up our leases this past lease renewal because we knew we had to. And if you hear like a little bit of a ting, a little bit of an echo, and that's because I took down all of my stuff in my room already, like all the posters and stuff. So if you hear like a little bit of an echo or a little bit of a ping when I talk, that's why. But, um, so what happened uh, what happened is that I was like, all right, we got to find a new place. And when I moved from my old apartment to this apartment, you know, you kind of look around and you call apartments and you're like, hello, like, are you going to have anything in two months? And they'll, you know, click, 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 yeah, yeah, Jimmy Smith is going to move out, you know, a week before you, so we'll put you in that one. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. But because we're not going to buy a house, we're going to rent, um, but we wanted a townhouse. To rent a townhouse, you have to go through, like, Zillow and shit. Mm-hmm. So you have to find, like, people and be like, hello, I'd like more info on this one. And they're, they're literally, like, you'd be like, hi, hello, I'd like more info on this. And you either get, no, sorry, somebody's already got this one. Or you get, yeah, we can give you more info. You can move in. Uh, how does next Tuesday sound for you? <laughs> and it's like, oh, my God. Okay, well, then, like, I don't know. Because it's like, you know, I don't want to, I don't like doing things too close to the deadline. Because then I'm, like, literally going to be, like, May 1st. And my lease ends May 6th. And be like, all right, got to find a new apartment. Now is the time, right? Yeah. And so we found the place that we're moving into. And so I found it and I applied and I was like, hello, I'd like more info. And the lady's like, all right, cool. You know, we're having a townhouse tomorrow. Come by. And I told Sydney to go by there because she lives near where the new, she lives closer mm-hmm. to me, like five minutes rather than me, which is like 2025. 20, and so, she, and I'm like, just go, you know, we'll get an idea of the kinds of questions we got to ask of the kinds of, you know, atmospheres that these people have, like, Maybe there's other people there, and they'll ask, like, you know, what is the HOA like in these parts? You know, that kind of right. a bullshit. And so she went, and the lady was like, yeah, you know, if you moved in, you can move in April 1st, which is a little bit better because this was, like, two or three weeks ago. But we would also have to pay double rent for the month of April, which sucks. Yeah. yeah. And so 
she sitting talks to the lady, and the lady's like, all right, cool, I'll email y'all. And so she emails us the applications the next day. So we're like, all right, cool, you know, we'll apply, and then we'll see what happens. And then like a couple hours later, she's like, yeah, could you fill out this form? I'm like, okay, cool. And then a couple of days later, she's like, yeah, could you approve the background check? And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then we do that. And like, I, I'm trying to be quick. You know, she's like, can you send me copies of your ID? And because I work from home, I'm able to just, boom, get that over to her, like, right away. Right. And then, like, after, like, f- you know, four or five days of this, she emails and she she goes, oh, yeah, you guys are approved. You can move it April 1st. And I was just like, I texted Sydney. I was like, um, I think we got the house like without even really trying like we didn't really follow up we were just like as soon as she asked us something we were like boom here you go and then so yeah so we just got the house we got the, the townhouse and so um and so this week um or the last few weeks i've slowly been sort of preparing for it i already have a couple of shit in boxes like small stuff that i won't need anything that i feel like i'm gonna need in my life like living wise i still have down but then today i took down like all like posters and pictures and stuff mm-hmm. and so i just hate it <laughs> but I do think the difference between last time and this time will be that last time, I think I only had like maybe four, five or six days of overlap. I think my lease started with one in, February, in on a Friday and then I had to be out by the next Wednesday or Thursday. Right. Whereas this time I basically have, I, I li- no, I literally have all of April because right. my new lease starts in April 1st and the, this lease where I'm at now ends uh, May 5th. So I pretty much have like a month and five days to move all my shit out. Right, so I feel so this much is better. the least stressful moving can be. Like, yes, it's the least like, stressful, but the most expensive. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, but uh, but it's just, still in the um, Raleigh area, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, so right now I live more like southwest Raleigh, and so we're moving uh, more toward Durham, more west. Um, okay. Mostly because you know I work from home still. Yeah, and she's a teacher, so she has to go in every day. So I really don't Whack. have much ground to stay to stand on and being like, I want to stay at Raleigh because it's, like, it's like, oh, you don't have to drive forty five minutes every day. No, but I like Raleigh. So uh, I bro. just, yeah, I, so. I, no, I feel for it because I've been driving forty five minutes to work every day for the past like seven years. It's awful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so even it's, now, it's I mean, poison. Even um, now where she's at in South Point, it's uh, South Point by the mall in South Southern Durham, it, we're like right around there. It's still like 20, 25 minutes, even though it's like two exits down the road. Yeah. Just because of traffic and shit. And so I was like, you know what? It's fine. You know, I, I can I can take it. I don't mind. And so, yeah, that's the move that's going to be happening starting. Well, no, next time we record, I'll, I'll be like a day away from starting to move. Gotcha. But I just wanted to bring it up here because once again... Movie sucks because literally yeah. I I packed one of the boxes with like a couple of um like just like decorations and books and shit around the house right mm-hmm. so I put I basically put the box in the middle of the room and I just put I walked around the room and I was like oh let me put this away fired like, it in there like a fucking fastball <laughs> <laughs> I don't need this book I don't need that like just to like live right like I don't, these are just decorations I can just put them in there and I don't need them for a month right right and so I put them on the box. And so I went to pick it up, pick it up with your legs, right? And I was like, I picked it up, and it was heavy as fuck. And I moved it like five feet, and I was like, fuck. You're like, I'm going to have to do this so many times. I'm going to have to do this so many times, and these shits are so heavy. And I'm Does the tenant like, you're moving into multiple floors? Or is it just y- yes, it is. It is multiple poison. floors. <clears throat> yeah, it's two, yeah. But luckily, luckily the stuff, the, like the bedroom stuff will be like, I'll have, my parents are coming up and helping me one day next month. To mm-hmm. sort of just do all of the big stuff, right? So, I know. I was like, oh, second floor. Oh, my God. But luckily, you know, I can just take the, you know, the first day I can just take a shit ton of boxes, put them in the living room, and just be like, that's it for today. I'm going home. Good night, everybody. That's April 1st. See y'all April 2nd. 
I'm done. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, so I think... Uh, yeah, I actually... Never mind. I was going to say, like, I think I already have told this, but, like, I when I moved into the apartment and I was, like, moving the couch into the tight space, mm-hmm. it got, like, caught on the countertop and we just, like, out oh, of pure rage, yeah. like, oh, fuck it, and it just lifted the whole countertop off yes, the cabinet. Yes, yeah, yeah, I remember that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so there was that. Uh, I was about to say, the only other thing I could think of moving-wise is we we took my dad's old... He had a recliner and a, like, couch, like a leather couch that had, like, two reclining sections. And uh, he was in a townhouse, and the... I'm trying to think. Like, the hall... The stairway that the stairs were in um, mm-hmm. was pretty narrow, and it had a 90-degree turn, like, you know, three-quarters of the way through. And I just remember hating that fucking couch. But, like, I was like, I really appreciate you giving me this furniture, but I hate this. <laughs> yeah, because you said that. I think you remember you mentioning that because it's, cause it's a recliner. It has all that metal shit inside. Yeah, it, like all oh, the springs so and fucking heavy, yeah. bro. <laughs> yeah, and so I have two couches here now, but they're all old. And so the nice thing about that will be that I'm selling them. So, like, I'm going to put them on Facebook Marketplace and be like, look, 150 come get them. You pick them up. I'm not taking them shit. It's nowhere. And even if nobody wants them, I'm just going to throw them away. I'll just fucking, like, my dad said when we moved in, he's like, I'm just flinging those bitches off the balcony. May God help whoever's on the farm. <laughs> yeah, so we did that. Uh, when we moved out of the apartment, I can't remember what it was. We, me and my brother-in-law definitely threw something off the balcony. Like, I was like, I'm not even trying. And, like, we looked out. Like, because here's the thing, we were about to pick it up and move it, like, out of the apartment, you know, around and, like, down the stairs in between all the apartments or whatever. Mm. We were about to do it, and then I, like, I was like, let me check real quick. I looked outside, there were, like, no cars parked in front of our balcony, and I was mm-hmm. like, so, and he was like, yeah, fuck it, and we, <laughs> we just dumped it. <laughs> I was um, like, all right, it's fucking time, fuck this. Yeah, so that was pretty solid. But, uh, yeah, yeah, moving does suck for sure. I hope mm-hmm. to not have to do it anytime soon. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's see what uh, lately. Well, you know, we'll move on to what we've been watching. Um, and uh, yeah. I'm gonna start with one. Okay. I think, uh, and that is, I watched Parasite over the weekend. It's uh, oh, the first nice. time I've watched it. Um, I don't know if I mentioned that. Like, uh, yeah, I definitely did. Um, when my dad comes over, uh, usually Friday night, we'll. We were going to start a thing where we picked a movie that he hadn't seen. And then, you know, the next weekend he'll pick a movie that we haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and his first option was actually Gone Gone Baby Gone. Oh, which, yeah, the Casey Affleck movie. Yep. And uh, we tried to start it. And then for whatever reason, HBO Max, like, we couldn't get it to load. We got mm-hmm. HBO Max to load. And it would play, like, we tried, like, three different things, and it played all of them. And then we played Gone Baby Gone, and it just stay a black screen in zero minutes out of zero minutes. And uh, he was like, all right, I guess it's a sign. We're not watching this movie. So. Yeah. I, I hate it because HBO Max has the best, is the best content, has the best content, and their app just shits the bed sometimes. Like, I'll be trying to watch a show that, well, not, not one that I haven't finished, so I'm not going to talk about it today, but it's um, The Righteous Gemstones, the one with Danny McGregor. Oh, yeah, I want to watch that. And... Like, I'll start it. Sometimes I'll start an episode, and same thing. It'll be like, dude, like, spin wheels, wheels, wheels. I'm like, okay, let me let me 
play it on my phone. Maybe that's why. And I'll play it on my phone and it starts. I'm like, okay, well, then it works. And then I'll go back to my TV on Roku and then I'll play it. And same thing. Just yeah, zero, zero, that's zero, exactly zero. what happened. <laughs> like I tried it on my phone and then I tried it. But then I was like, all right, maybe it's just the HBO Max app on the Roku. But then I tried mm-hmm. a different show on the HBO Max app on the Roku and it worked. And I was like, bro, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, dude. It, yeah. But, um, but so you, you just so we uh, pivoted to Parasite. Parasite. Um, is that also on HBO Max? It is not. It is on Hulu. Yeah, maybe Hulu. It's either Hulu or Amazon, but I think it's Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, yeah. So watch that, and uh, it was really good. Um, boy, I I've, t- I've said this a million times, but like I just don't have the critical movie watching muscles developed yet, mm-hmm. and um, that may just be a What's the word? A symptom of the fact that I don't ever rewatch movies. So, like, I'm always there to just enjoy it for the first time and never to, like, go back and catch things I may have missed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I, I enjoyed watching it, right? Like, I enjoyed just the, like, initial viewing of just going in blind. Because um, I really had no idea what it was about. I, I take that back. I did know on some level it was about uh poor people versus rich people um but -hmm. that's like all i got i I didn't know the circumstances of any of the people involved i didn't know it was a family i didn't know you know the spoilers for parasite that they were like con men basically Mm -hmm. um i didn't know i didn't know any of that i just knew like there was some sort of connotation about you know a, a wealth gap and you know how it affects different people um but yeah i really enjoyed it the one thing is that like even the moment it was done, I was like, I'm going to have to go read some stuff. Because, like, I, not because I was confused about any of it, but I was like, there's, it just felt like a movie where, like, at the end of it, I was like, I understood 100% of what was going on, but mm-hmm. I definitely missed some of the extracurricular content. Like, like yeah, I'm yeah. sure there were allegories and, and metaphors, like, you know, and, and symbolism being displayed all over the place that I just didn't catch. Yeah, I mean, it's like No Country for Old Men, I feel like it's the same sort of afterward where, like, you know, my dad, he could watch it and enjoy it at face value, you know, he could be like, it's yeah. a guy who steals money, and the guy comes after him, a hitman comes after him because he wants the money, but, you know, there's just stuff about fate and God and the West and violence and all that, you know, and the world changing and stuff that you could read into if you wanted, it's there, but you could also just enjoy it at face value and be like, it's a nice chase movie, right? Like, Yep. So, yeah, that's how I felt about Parasite. Like, I, I got done with it and immediately. It was like, yeah, I think I need to either, like, watch it again or read up on it. Like, read some articles kind of discussing it. Um, but, yeah, it was really good. I was very, uh, very happy with it. And it was a solid choice. Um, I mean, I, did, I don't know what it ran up against. But I do know it won Best Picture. And, I mean, it seems like it was well-deserved based on the, my my viewing of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I, um, I, I, I really enjoyed it the time I watched it. Same, same as you. I only got a chance to watch it once in theaters. Um, you know, what, like two, two years ago and some change. It was because I remember because it was right before COVID happened. It was like a month or so before COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, I really, really liked it. Um, I thought the scene where they're all eating food, right, yeah. and uh, it's like raining outside, and they're all like, and then that, you know. Shit hits the fan. Yeah. And they're like cleaning up. That is so well put together. Like oh under gosh. the table and all that. Just how yeah. intense it is, right? Um, yeah, that's all I thought, incredible. 
Yeah, and just like the the takes of like falling the people down the stairs and the cinematography and everything, it, it's really really good. But I, I think you're right. And there's a couple of things, you know. But then you sort of foreign language movie or you know movie from another country. Um, there's like little like culture things that just don't click, or just they're not you you don't really like notice them. Like the the um, somebody mentioned something about opening up like a Korean fried chicken place. Is that do you remember? Does that ring a bell? Somebody was like Maybe. he lost everything opening like a Korean chicken. Yeah, place. yeah. Like so a, yeah, because he no, it was a. It was like a Thai cake shop or something yes, like that. Yes, yes. And mm-hmm. I just thought that was a call because, like, I think at one point early he says, like, oh, that was after something and before the Thai cake. Like, they're trying to place all their cons and when mm-hmm. they happen. And I swear he says Thai cake shop. And then I hear later the guy's like, yeah, I lost all my money trying to start a Thai cake shop. And I was like, I didn't know, I don't know that there's any cultural significance. I'm assuming you're about to tell me there is something. Well, yeah, apparently, like, in the in the early early 2010s, like, everybody um, invested in those. Like, and there was a bunch, a bunch of pop-up shits. It was kind of like a big wave in Korea where everybody tried to start a small business where it was, like, those kinds of cakes. Oh, okay. And, like, cake shops and uh, fried chicken places. And they mm-hmm. all just went under because there was just, like, too a many giant abundance. Yeah, too many, yeah. And oh, okay. so, I'm trying to think of what would be an equivalent here where it was, like, it just popped up and then it just as quickly went away but yes yeah, stuff like that right like if you're watching it like you said you'd be like oh whatever right but it's I feel like, like bakeries i feel like a million fucking bakeries pop up they're like oh we have our uh, homemade truffles and cakes and then it's like yeah well so does you know the place literally on the same road four feet down and the place three roads over like you you all got it i got it you know what i mean mm-hmm. um at least at least here in uh ashboro that is a a uh, thing that i feel like i've noticed yeah um, but, uh, yeah, just like little things like that, you weren't really like, you were like, oh, I guess that means something. I, I, I think a couple weeks ago I mentioned that movie Parallel, Parallel Mothers. Yeah. The one set in Spain. Same thing where it's like the first hour and 30 minutes, it's like this like soap opera in the last 10 minutes. It's about like the Spanish civil war. And I was like, I feel like I'm missing a lot of context in this. I mean, like, <laughs> you know, like I know what happened, like, or I, I know like it happened and I know very faintly, like it was in the forties, mm-hmm. but like. That's it. That's, like, all I know. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm sure if I was Spanish, I'd be like, oh, wow, that was incredible. The way it tied the, the loss of ha- losing a child to the loss of family. Oh, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, so, but I'm glad, yeah, but, but Paris, I think, you know, there's, it doesn't, I think more, that, Parallel Mothers you can watch and be like, wow, that was weird. The last minutes are weird. And it can impede you from really, like, truly enjoying it mm-hmm. or truly loving it, where I feel like Parasite those things are just like a little a moosh boosh is wrong. They're just like a little bit extra push, right? Like it doesn't really prevent you from really truly enjoying and loving it. Yeah, another good example of the thing like prohibiting you is uh Neon Genesis Evangelion, which I talked about uh when I watched it, was that like the the ending of the show is such a wild fucking departure from everything you've seen so far that like it, without doing extra research and watching the movie that is not technically part of like the seasons mm-hmm. um it like it, it was another one where i was like i can tell there's something there but it is it is too far separated from everything i've known so far like i'm missing i'm definitely missing uh, connective tissue here like you said like you're getting an hour and a half or in my case like i can't remember two or three seasons of this thing and then like mm-hmm. all of a sudden it changes and 
like you said, uh, I, I, you were sure somebody could tie it. Like, oh, this is a great, it's a blah, blah, blah. But, like, I didn't have that info. So I was just like, right. this is crazy, and I'm sure it's something, but I don't have it. <laughs> like, um, but, yeah, Parasite does not have that. The closest, there's two things that, like, I felt like I, I, I still feel like I need to try and find some info on. One of them, I could be wrong. The other one, it, honestly, they're both probably just open to interpretation. And one's straightforward, but it felt weird to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to say, uh, if you don't want to spoil it for Parasite, skip ahead like 20 seconds. Um, so, first of all, when he randomly decides to fucking stab that guy in the back, I was like, hey, yo! Like, I knew he was getting pissed off, but I was not expecting that. Mm-hmm. And then the second part is when the son is like, you know, talking about how they see him again, and he's standing inside the yeah. house, and it's in the future. Oh, yeah. he sees him. I was yeah. like, did is that like a is that like foreshadowing or is that wishful thinking? I feel like it's got to be wishful thinking based it's wishful on everything, thinking, yeah. everything we've gotten so far. For yeah, sure. it's just like it's a, it's the ultimate sadity because he's like, I'm gonna make it, I'm gonna buy the house and save my dad, and it's like that's not gonna right. Yeah, happen. that's what I figured just because I felt like that's everything the movie had told us up to that point. You know what I mean? Like it. It has made it very clear that those are different, um, but it was just weird to see it. You know what I mean? Like for like them to show it to you and then take it away, which yeah. again is probably actually now that I've said it out loud, probably part of the point of why that's so potent. Yeah. Um. Uh, not really a spoiler because I'm just gonna say a line and nobody's gonna know what the fuck I'm talking about until it happens. Buy me drugs was so weird. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like I was like, what? That came out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, like, I, I'd be like, I get it. But, like, it just, like I said, it came completely out of left field. Mm. Buy me drugs. I was like, huh? Uh. <laughs> so, yeah. But, anyways, that movie was great. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That's uh, something I've watched recently. Uh, finally, you know, watched a new movie, which is uh, rare for me. Mm. Um, what have you been watching? Yeah, so I finished up a series, and I rewatched a movie, and I can knock out the rewatch pretty quickly because I've talked about it before, but I'll start with the series. And it's um, it's a show, or it was a short series, a seven-episode short series on Showtime called Escape at Denimora. Okay. And it's a show, strangely enough, directed by Ben Stiller. Okay. And it's about something that actually, that apparently was like national news that I didn't even know about. But apparently two prisoners escaped from a prison in New York in like 2014 or 2015. I think it was 2015. 2014 mm-hmm. or 2015, one of those two years. And it's about you know how they escaped and then with you know who helped them and then how, you know, the aftermath of them escaping, right? Right. Um and I think it's fantastic. It is so good. It has um Benicio del Toro is one of the prisoners. And then uh, Paul Dano, Riddler, is the other one. Okay. And he, Paul Dano, it's weird because they just give him, like, this weird little, like, shitty, like, uh, goatee. Mm-hmm. And he looks so different. Like, he acts so different. <laughs> and it's so funny because he's, he's, he's very different. And then um, they have uh, Patricia Arquette is the, um, the lady who works at the prison who's the one who ends up having an affair with both of them and then, like, you helping them escape. Okay. Um, and then this guy, I don't know, I don't, I forget who played his, who, who played, who the, what's the actor's name, but he played her husband, and he was, he was my, not my favorite part, but he was the actor that I was like, this guy is acting his balls off, because he <laughs> plays the most, like, spineless, like, <laughs> cocked husband, like, ever. They're like, hey man, you know, 
we heard these rumors about Tilly and, and Matt. One of the, you know, Benicio del Toro, and he's like, oh, you know, it's nothing. It, it, my Tilly, he, she would never do that. And she's like openly cheating on him. And every time he's like, hey, honey, you want to go get dinner later? She's like, get out of my face, Lyle, you piece of shit, you motherfucker. <laughs> and, and it's so good because he's, he's so, he's such a, he's so schlubby and he's such a loser, but he, he's like the actor, like, kills it in that role. And, but anyways, so the story as a whole is a very interesting, and there's these, like, my favorite part, or I mean, I'm sure you've seen other prison escape movies, but my favorite part of prison escape movies, or movies like that, like even Toy Story, something like Toy Story 3, is hatching the plan, right? Or watching it come together. Being right, like, right. Oh my gosh, this, you know, 12-inch pipe leads over there, you know, like that kind of stuff, right? If we take, oh. take away at it, you know, uh, we'll get another, out or whatever. Another movie, or just another example, it's not really Prison Break, but like, uh, Ocean's movie, like heist movies, kind of have the same. Yeah, yeah, um, it's, it's pretty much the same. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just backwards. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, but it, that's like the best part. And this one kills it. There's this episode. Um, I think it's episode five when the plan is coming together, and it's like the whole episode. I think Ben Stiller made a distinct choice to, um, do a bunch of long take, long takes in that episode. And there's one that opens it where you're following Paul Dano as he sort of, um manages to get from his cell like to into the underbelly of the prison and it's like this long take where you're like following him in pitch in almost like pitch black darkness where he's like going like left right down some stairs up some stairs like down in like some dinky stinky smelly sweaty tunnels and it goes on for like two or three minutes you're like holy shit because a it looks awesome on tv but then also b you realize that everything probably happened exactly how it happened in real life where you had these guys who like chipped away at breaking out of prison and then they finally got out in like the most horrific conditions possible mm-hmm. um but yeah i don't think um i think ben stiller directs the hell out of it i don't think it, it doesn't break in a new ground like it doesn't go you don't go holy shit it just gives you these characters who are fully fleshed out and it also i'm, I'm trying to say, i'm not gonna well i'm not gonna say what i was gonna say but it, it's really good um i will say if you want to watch it, they're only seven episodes, but some of them are about like 40 minutes, mm-hmm. but then some of them are much longer than an hour. And the oh. finale is like an hour and a half. So it's like yeah, a movie. But I think it's totally worth it. And I do think it flies by. And I think it is very um, interesting. A, you get to see like a prison life, which is horrific, dehumanizing. Right. And, but then also you get these fantastic characters like Paul, Paul Dano and, and um, Benicio Del Toro. And... Yeah, and like I said, the best parts are when they're like, you know, they get a little hint of something. You're like, oh, shit. And he's like, you know, we could, uh, you know, use that to do that. And then we could go down and we could bust out. But we have to like, you know, it's going to take this much time, like these many weeks to do this and that and stuff. And in that, when it comes together like that, like a puzzle, mm-hmm. that's when the show you're just like, holy shit, this is awesome. Yeah. So that sounds, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it doesn't, it's not bringing anything new to the table, but it's just like, a really well refined made. version of yes. the formula we've seen before. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. To the point where I was like, damn, Ben Stiller directed this? Because it's like lean, man. It's like just like a nice, tight, lean prison break movie. Um, except over the course of, you know, like a whole series. Um, and the actors are killing it. Especially I was about to like, say, this. like, Benicio Del Toro in... I mean, I, I don't know... Hmm. Paul... Uh, I feel like I've, I've had this happen before. I don't know how it happens, but like... Paul Dano was in the Batman. I remember looking up who the Riddler was. Like, 
and and being like I I've seen his face before. Like I definitely know mm-hmm. him from something. And then I look at his like IMD page, IMDb page and I'm like looking through everything and I'm just like I haven't watched any of these. I just somehow know his face. Mm-hmm. Um so to that extent I don't know like to what degree Paul Dano is is uh like famous as an actor, but I feel mm-hmm. like getting Benicio del Toro on a TV show is like kind of a big deal. Like I he strikes me as the person who'd be like, I can just do any movie. You know what I mean? Like, right, like yeah. I'm not going to do this TV show. Um, yeah. But, that it, I mean, it sounds like they got two great fucking guys to do the uh, the two main characters, so. For oh, sure. Yeah. yeah, it was um, it was pretty, pretty good. And it's on Showtime. Okay. Um, yeah. And um, the other thing I watched this week was um, I rewatched Whiplash. Okay. Which I've talked around here before about, you know, loving and, yeah, I think at the end of last year I named it, like, my, my favorite movie of, or not at the end of last year, yeah, at the end of 20, no, no, even before we started the podcast, at the end of, like, 2019 I named it, like, my, my favorite movie of, of the 2010s. And I would, I would almost say it's probably the, also the best movie of the 2010s. Um, but, so, what happened was that, you know, I've, I've mentioned on here before that I'm buying, I'm buying 4K discs. Over the course of the last you know, year and a half. Well, basically since I've had my PS5. Like, I'll buy a 4K disc here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, I don't know, I, I like having the physical media. I, I like ha- supporting physical media. And especially in cases, like, kind of like you said, where you try to watch Gone Baby Gone. And the streaming right. app shits itself. So, so instead, you have to buy the full set uh, of Back to the Future <laughs> to watch. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and, yeah, and I talked about how I got that, and I didn't want to fucking buy the whole fucking thing. And so I, I bought Whiplash, and I, um, but just kind of for myself. And then I was talking to a couple friends, and I was like, yeah, I bought Whiplash. And they're like, you know what? They're like, you know, if you have like a little movie night, we'll come over and watch it because like they haven't seen it. And I was like, fuck yeah, let's do it. And so last night, I had a couple friends over, and we watched it. And it was me, Sydney, and two other friends, and they hadn't seen it, but Sydney had. And, dude, it's still awesome. And it looks great on the 4K disc. Um, and it's awesome. It, it's so, so great. The performances are still great. Um, the, the themes are great. You know, I, I looked over at my friends as they were watching it. And then at, in, during the finale, which is like a, an extended, um, I don't want to say musical number because it's not a musical number. But it's like a, like a drumming right. set. Um they were like on the edge of their seats. Like they were like, "Oh shit! Oh shit!" Like that shit was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's fantastic. I think you know if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it, I can't recommend it enough. Like I did an Instagram, like one of my little I, Instagram reviews, and I gave it a five out of five. I think it's like amazing. Um, I and it's you know directed by the guy who did La La Land, and he got he got the Oscar for. La La Land for Best Director, but in my mind, it's kind of like one of those, like, cool, you got it for this, you know, pretty good movie, but in my mind, he got it as a, you know, as a, a fix for, yeah, for a makeup yeah. for his perfect movie. Yeah. Um, shit, I was going to say something about Parasite, and then I, or not Parasite, um, Whiplash, and I forgot it. Oh, so, I'm going to, so, the Oscars are this Sunday, mm-hmm. and by the time you're listening to this, you'll know who have, who has won the Best Picture Oscar. But in the last few weeks, there's been a push, or there's been a, sort of like a changing of the momentum of the tide to giving it to Coda. I think I mentioned it on here a couple of weeks ago. It's about like uh, the girl whose parents are deaf, but she's yeah. not deaf, and she like translates for them. And people were like, it's a feel-good movie, and it's a great story. And I was getting it back and forth with Sydney about it. She's like, but people like it. That's why it's nominated. But I'm like, yeah, but like... 
it doesn't look good. Like, it doesn't <laughs> look like a good movie. Like, yes, I understand the story's good, but it doesn't look amazing. And I was telling her, I was like, look, like, tonight, let's watch. When we watch, watch Whiplash, we'll talk about it. And then afterward, we talked about it. And I was like, look, Whiplash, great story. <laughs> this is what a fucking but movie should look like. Exactly. It looks rich. The colors are there. Like, it looks and moves. There's, like, whip pans where the camera's on one side, and then it fucking fl- like, like, flies to the other side. There's, like, quick cuts that you your mind, you don't even really see. Your mind registers them so quickly. There's, like, smash cuts and, and long takes and stuff. I'm like, this is filmmaking by somebody who knows what the fuck they're doing. And Coda, motherfucker just puts a camera in the corner and just lets them do whatever. It just looks like a, like a Hallmark movie, even though the story's good. And she was like, oh, I guess you're right. But still, people went out, and I was like, fucking Coda. Like, and fuck I liked Coda. <laughs> and that's the thing. I was like, I liked Coda. And I sound like, I sound, I don't know what it's like. I'm like, fuck this deaf people movie, right? Because it's not because of that, right? It just sounds bad because, I, you know, it's like, what's another uh, movie that's like, fuck. that's like about, like, you know. I, I want my movies with three able hearing leads. Like, <laughs> get this shit the fuck out of my face. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I was like, it's not that. Like, or I'm like, I try not to. And I, w- I wish the movie wasn't about that because it isn't. It doesn't sound like that. Like, I wish it was about like you know, like uh, waspy move, waspy people from the 1950s, right? That I could yeah. be like, you know, I don't know, you know, you know what I'm saying. But it's like, I would love for it to win like screenplay or something. But I want the movie to win because I'm like, are you you putting it on the thing? Like, the best picture should be the best total package. And if the your best total package, fucking right? movie making is not right. great, then you just have like you said. Of the best screenplay, <laughs> right? Just give it because it's the best story. And I was like, "Look, like, like I'm like you putting it on the same level as like Titanic and Moonlight." And she's and and you know, I was like, "Moonlight, there's one where the story. It's a small story about a boy growing up, right, and finding himself. It's a small story. It's not on the scale of Titanic at all. But right. that movie looks amazing. It's got film making with a capital F. <laughs> it, the colors are crisp. There's this. It looks amazing." And you're telling me that that's on the same level as something as fucking Coda? No, but you know. And I'm, you, I mean, if you're listening to this, you're probably like this motherfucker's, you know, pissing into the wind. He's, it's, I'm literally that that uh, Simpsons meme where he's like, "Old man yells at cloud" about it. But like, yeah. But anyway, but anyway, it, I think that connects to both Parasite and Whiplash in that Parasite was one that I mean, it won through Oscars. It was nominated for Best Picture, but I'm like, yes. Great story. Looks amazing. Parasite, same thing. Looks amazing. Great story. Great themes. It's like, you know, it's like film. It's like a film. Yo, Both of them are though, films. Parasite, yeah. Like, the there are moments where, like, nothing is, like, happening. Like, it's, this is a, that is a terrible way to phrase what I was about to say. But, like, it is, it, you know what it is? It's just things happening. And it is filmed in such a way where it's like, holy shit. Like, I mean... The moment it starts fucking raining, it, that mm. whole everything, I'm like, yo, mm-hmm. this dude's filming his act off. Like, this yeah. motherfucker's directing the shit out of this movie. Because I'm still making my ass off. <laughs> <laughs> For real, though. Like, that is like, to me, you know what I mean? I was mm-hmm. like, this motherfucker don't miss. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like, that's a moment of like that. And you're, and for some reason, like, Coda is destroying the sanctity, <laughs> the sanctity of, of the best, best picture. picture. <laughs> and the thing is, Insidio was like, are you saying it's Green Book? And I'm like, I, well, A, I wish I had, I wish I, I didn't see Green Book because I was like, fuck that movie. But also, I wish I would see Green Book so I can be like, well, at least so Green Book has this. Or I can be like, you know what? You're like, I wish I watched this shitty racist movie so that I could <laughs> shit on this deaf people movie first. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker was no, like, 
I wish I could have seen it so that in case it is Coda, or in case it is the same thing where they just put the camera in the corner and they're racist in front of it, then I can just be like, first Brain Book, now Coda, motherfucker. Yeah, but... And the thing is, like, uh, and it's a good move. And that's the thing. When I, you know, I, if you remember, it was bad, year, but at least those motherfuckers could hear. I just think could like you know make it look nice, right? Oh, and the thing God. is, like I, I liked. It. I remember when I came in here, I was like, I, I, I said the same thing, right? Yeah, I you, if you, you remember you when did I said nothing good. I said, though. I said it's a fantastic story. Performances <sighs> awesome across the board. The dad. Who, the, character, the, the actor who plays the dad, he's going to win Best Supporting Actor. He's been winning all of them. He's going to win Best Supporting Actor. Fantastic. Mm. It just doesn't look good, right? You're it right. looks very... It, like I said, even then, I was like, they just put the camera down, you know, and then they will be like, you know, like the, the, the classic like one, 180 rule when it's like, you know, somebody on one side says the other and they move the camera to the other side and somebody says something else, right? And so I was like, you know, it's a good movie. I gave it, I think I think like three and a half or four. I think I gave it four. I was like, you know, the strength of the story is so good. And you're right there. And you fucking like, you know, fall in love mm. with these characters. And you're right there in the story. It just looks not good. Right. <laughs> and so that's, that, that was my thing. And I never once imagined. I was like, I was like, no way. I, I thought maybe it would be not. It, it was nominated for Best Picture. And I was like, yes. Awesome for Coda. You know, the awesome because the story's good. And then, like I said, over the last two or three weeks, it's been like, a sort of momentum change where it's like best picture and I'm like, all right. And you're like, hey, 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 you got too much dip on your chip. You got too much dip on your chip, Coda. You're not best picture nominee. You're like, you know, it's weird because I'm like, you're best picture nominee material, but you're not best picture nominee material. Or you're not best picture material, right? Right. And I'm trying to think of another movie that's like that where I was like, you know, like this is like a great movie, but it just doesn't look good. Um, I get Lion. Did you, you know Lion, the I one didn't... with um, uh, Def Patel? One of my all-time favorites. Like I literally left... That, that movie theater, like, I, like in a mess. Like, I, I went to see it by myself, and, like, I was just, like, went, like, I left, and, like, I literally was, like, fuck, man. Like, I not because it's, like, horror, horrifying. It was just so emotionally devastating. I was just, like, so sad. I was just, like, I literally drove home in silence. I didn't even turn on the radio. I went home, and I made dinner in silence, <laughs> just thinking about it. But the movie itself isn't filmed. It's kind of filmed just, like, very standardly. And so when it, you know, was time for Best Picture, I was like, cool, neat. I loved Lion. It affected me the most out of all the movies. And I think that was the year that Moonlight won. But I was like, you know what? I'll give it up to Moonlight, even though I didn't like it as much. Because as a whole, as a, quote, best film, Moonlight is better than Lion. Even though Lion, like, destroyed me. Because it just wasn't as well, you know, well made. And I feel like yeah, the situation it's like, here. It's like the MVP voting, like, of any sport Right, yes, ever. yes, exactly. Like, yes, or yes. the Heisman voting, right? Like. The yeah. Heisman is always five people, like or at least there's like five, five, four finalists. I don't remember. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't fucking know enough about college football, but there's a certain amount of finalists, and then it gets narrowed down. So like your best picture, your best picture nominees are those original five. But the thing is, when they make the original five, everyone knows it's between these two people. So like that's right, what we're right. talking about. It's just kind of like, like yeah, you, you, yes, you were in. The you give it to the but everybody else says if anybody actually votes for you, I'll be very upset. Right. It's like you know when they give it to you're, you're right. They invite like the guy from fucking like. North Dakota, yeah, Idaho. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, when they when the know, guy from fucking Labute State or something, because <laughs> right. he put up fifty touchdowns against you know janitors, you're not gonna give it to him. But you're gonna give it to the guy from Alabama. But, but you do have to give him some props. acknowledgement. You know yes, what I mean? Exactly. So that's yeah, dude, we'll nobody's ever done what you've done against these janitors. Other people <laughs> have done shittier things against these janitors. <laughs> and so I feel like that's the case. And I and that's the thing. And so basically, if you're listening to this. And Coda Don't wins. Coda. Just, if Coda wins, just know that next week is gonna be a nightmare. I'm gonna come in here like, uh, like what's his, like Vince McMahon, you know, taking off the jacket and yeah. throwing it down. 
breaking my teeth, tearing yeah, my knee. Yes, bro. I was just about to say, you're gonna run up to the microphone and jump and rip both your fucking quads. And then just sit, and then record the whole episode sitting down staring up at it because you can't stand up. I lived at Colon. Coda broke my knees. But if you have Apple TV Plus, watch Coda. It's fantastic. I sit on here. It looks fantastic. But it's got too much dip on its chip because it doesn't look great. It doesn't. My favorite like... part is that this started as a conversation about whiplash. <laughs> <laughs> because, like I said, whiplash and parasite are two examples where those are films. They're complete. They're total. So even though whiplash didn't win Best Picture, I was like, you know, okay, it's fine. It's a small movie. They probably were like, you know what, this guy's you know, new director. We can't give him the big one yet. And then parasite, they did give him the big one because as a whole, they're just like films, right? Whereas Coda, it's like the story's there. It's just, you know, Hallmark quality almost at times. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, called it a Hallmark movie. <laughs> the disrespect. No, I get it though. Uh, <laughs> well, just on the filmmaking side. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> the acting has to be better. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> oh, abs- oh, dude, yeah. I've seen some, Yeah, my, my friend Francesca loves those Hallmark movies, like oh, the no. Christmas ones, because, you know, they pop out one like every single day. Yeah. And we were just hanging over there, and, and she watches them kind of like, it's like junk food, right? It's right. like us watching, you know, sports or whatever. Um, and ugh, those shits are ass. <laughs> They're two pack of ass. <laughs> those movies are double cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that, that's Whiplash, Coda, uh, both mm-hmm. of those movies. Um, the only other thing I watched was I watched episode two of Game Theory with Bamani Jones. So I've been able to stick with it for more than one episode, which is uh, nice. a small feat. Um but yeah, pretty good. Um, the Cowboys catch some flack again, unfortunately, <laughs> because he starts shitting on. Uh, I'm gonna say he starts shitting on. He does it much more eloquently. Um, but he starts shitting on cryptocurrency. And uh, do you know who the biggest like athlete pusher of cryptocurrency is? Basically, the guy who's like more all about it than anybody else. You think? Uh, he's not. That... He's not currently in the league. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's Des Bryant. Yeah, it's fucking Des Bryant. So yeah. he, like, he plays a clip over, I think, MSNBC or uh, some, like, uh, like uh, economic or CNBC, right? Like, mm-hmm. one of those, like, bring them on to talk about it. And they're like, <laughs> the guy's like, so how, you know, how does this allow athletes to further capitalize on their brand and their likeness and profit off of it? And he's just like, uh, well, uh, you know, uh um see like it's like mm. fuck man like all you do on twitter all day is talk about this shit they ask you to come on tv they give you the simplest version of this question and you're just like fuck, i don't know he's like it's just like you know lions pictures of lions and monkeys <laughs> and like stupid cardboard people i think yeah yeah it's pretty yeah. solid um but yeah anyways that he, I mean, the whole episode was great, but I was like, oh, man, caught a stray again. Uh, <laughs> so, but that was episode two of uh, Game Theory. Uh, I think it was still like 30, 35 minutes. So, easy watch uh, to fit in like on your lunch break or something. Nice, nice. All right. So, let's move on to, uh, we talked about Game Theory, which is generally sports related. So, let's move mm-hmm. on to the NFL. Yes, um, yes. So, I added these on here because, you know, usually I don't like to have the same topics back-to-back weeks just because it's like, well, you know, nothing big has happened or if it's like like the tournament, right? It's going on right, right. now. But then by the time 
we mention it next week, it'll you know, be something different, or it's like... Oh, by the way, though, I, I know we don't want to talk about the tournament. Your boy couldn't have been more fucking wrong about and uh, University of North Carolina Chapel Hill. <laughs> and they, they shit on Marquette, and then they shit on Baylor. I mean, <laughs> shit on Marquette. Well, they almost blew it. Yeah, but... they almost blew it against Baylor. But, but I didn't watch that game, uh, and I have you know mostly have Carolina fans near me. But it sounds like the officiating in that was uh, questionable at best near the end there. Um, seems like that is a remark across the board, regardless of who you are. So, mm-hmm. there's that. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. They, uh, yeah, that game took a couple years off my life, but I made it through. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the NFL. I just wanted to go ahead and admit my. Oh favorite, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, you know, two weeks ago we mentioned a big one, and then last year was another big one. Or last week, sorry. And then this week, more shit went down. Literally today, like the day of this recording. Yeah. So we can. Um, and they're all big ones. Like I feel like right. I can't remember an NFL offseason that like had this many big names moving like this. Right, and that's what I think. I was thinking about that too. I was like, I was like. Am I bringing it up every week on the podcast because, like, you know, there's not much else going on? There's, like, you know, there's movies, but it's just really, really just the Batman right now? Or, like, is, like, is it, like, big shit going on down every single week, right? Like, is yeah. this, like, <clears throat> and I, yeah, so I was just, like, I'm going to put it on here because, like, well, first I put the first one, which was yeah. the Deshaun Watson to the Browns. And I was, like, okay, I'll make this, like, a little addendum at the end of the episode. We'll talk about it because it's, you know, because of everything that they gave up and what they signed him to. And then throughout the week, as I updated the, the, the our notes for the episode, it's just like more and more big shit just kept popping down, right? Devontae Adams, probably the best wide receiver in the league to the Raiders. Matt Ryan, not huge, but went to the Colts, right? And then today, Tyreek Hill, probably, would you say, top three wide receiver? Maybe two or three wide receiver in the league Easily, the Dolphins. I, I would say easily top five. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know that, like, off the. I'd have to really think about it before I'd say he's top three, just because I don't know. Who, I, all I know is Devontae Adams is probably one. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I just have to make sure. But he easily top five. Yeah, and then that happened today. And he went to the Dolphins. Um, um, yeah. For a fucking litany of picks. Like, yeah, five it, picks. Five picks for a wide receiver. Yeah. Like, that's what. That's, Devontae that's, Adams is getting paid $28 million a year. That's crazy. (laughs) So we can run down these real quick, Um, you know, just to name the figures and stuff. So Deshaun Watson got traded. $30 million guaranteed. All guaranteed. All of it. He got traded to the Browns. The most foul part of it, though. Oh, yeah. Is that they're like, oh, he did nothing wrong. But just in case he did something wrong and he gets suspended. Oh, yes. We've put out of the 230 mil. He's only going to make one mil his first year so that if he gets suspended for any significant amount of time, he loses the least amount of money absolutely possible. And I'm like, that's yeah, like, hmm. foul. Like, yeah, you're trying to like tell if me. You like, did your, if you did your research yeah. and saw that he was in the clear, then why is that? Hmm? Why, why is that like, right there? <clears throat> right. Why did you agree to that? Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking terrible. Um, <coughs> 230, all guaranteed. And I thought you were gonna say that the foulest part was that <laughs> was that Houston was like, mm, nah, keep the quarterback. It's okay. We don't need him." Yeah, <laughs> about Baker Mayfield. Yeah, that that was. Awesome. I also heard today on uh, I was listening to the Right Time of Bonnie Jones his podcast. I, I I don't know, I don't know how old news this is. They apparently uh, talk like Baker Mayfield's name and the Panthers came up and. 
they were like, we have mutual disinterest. Mm. Like, <laughs> like the Panthers were like, we do not want that motherfucker. And Baker Mayfield was like, fuck y'all, I don't want y'all either. <laughs> <laughs> My, I thought that that meant that the, because I had seen another tweet where he said he was open to the Panthers, and the Panthers were like, nope. And then they're <laughs> <laughs> so Deshaun Watson in the trade, the Houston, they traded Deshaun Watson in a six round pick in 2024. So not even this year's draft, not next year's draft, mm-hmm. but the week, the one after. And Cleveland traded this year's first, next year's first, and the year after's first, this year's fourth, this year's third round, and then fourth in 2024, which is fucking nuts, dude. And you know what's crazy? He's not even a top five quarterback. He's not even a top five quarterback in the league, and he's getting paid like this. Yeah. I I would take Mahomes, Allen. Rodgers. Rodgers. That's just off the top of my head, right? Mahomes, Allen Rodgers. Um, God, who's in... Uh, Burrow? Maybe Herbert. Uh, maybe Herbert. Maybe, but I feel like I'm taking Herbert and Burrow off of like the potential. Off of, like, right. The, but, maybe Jackson? Uh, yeah, Lamar Jackson probably. I mean, like, he... You know, he's kind of fallen off a little bit, but he's also been in a shitty situation with a team that's been plagued by injuries more than anybody yeah. else. So, like, I, I'm not ready to throw in the towel on him. Um okay. Dude, if, if he's getting this amount of money, Lamar Jackson, all he has to do is be like, I would bring a copy of the contract to Sean Watson and my MVP trophy, and I would just set him on the table and be like... Bro, you, first of all, go get whoever the fuck Deshaun Watson's agent was, because that man's balling out of control. <laughs> like, Holy shit, yeah. Yeah, that dude's fucking nuts. Like, I don't... My man was spitting at the fucking bargaining table, clearly. Yeah. Um and it's just so fucked up because it's like, like you said, it's like the Browns being like, well, you know, he's, we found that he's clean. We did our due diligence, but just in case. And it's like, well, you dirty motherfuckers. Like, you knew what it was. Like, you know. like Also, they like a bunch of teams were in line for Deshaun Watson. So one thing I heard reported somewhere was that like, if you're the Browns and you know, there are like 10 other teams all interested in Deshaun Watson, right? Regardless of how in you know, interested Deshaun may be in them. Like, if 10 other teams are interested in, like, you don't have time to do a thorough investigation. You're like, I need to get this man on the books now. Like, because if I'm too held up on having an ultra-thorough investigation, there's going to be another team who doesn't give a shit. You know what I mean? Like, they're just going to be like, fuck it, we'll sign him. Um, right. And, and pay him more. So it's like, it, it makes it even less likely to me that there was any sort of anything done, right? They're right. just like, oh, we just, you know, putting out some words for the public. Or they probably anything. just, like, Google Deshaun Watson. Yeah, exactly. Google Deshaun Watson. Deshaun like, Watson, <clears throat> okay, question mark, Reddit. You know, just like, just in case. Yeah. <laughs> um, Deshaun Watson, criminal charges? It was, like, dropped. And they're like, all right, all good. All good. Um, I was telling... A friend that this reminded me, or how I feel like they're gonna react to him, is kind of how I feel people reacted to Bohemian Rhapsody a couple years ago. And he's like, "What mm-hmm. the fuck are you talking about?" I was like, "Well, stick with me, stick with me." Where I feel like people in Cleveland and people who are Cleveland fans, if they win, they're gonna like winning, but they're not really gonna give him credit. If you know what I mean, like so a couple years ago. Um, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody, you know, the Queen movie came out, yep. right? And so it came out, and right before it came out, there were, like, um, stuff came out about the director, Brian Singer, about how he, like, groomed 
like these young men who came out to Hollywood and how he's just like a giant piece of shit. Basically, like almost Kevin Spacey level piece of shit, okay. right? Uh, allegedly. Um, and he, so this came out when the movie was coming out. And so when the movie came out, they were like, Bohemian Rhapsody from director. <laughs> right. And then when, as it rolled into the Oscars, it was nominated for best, like best screenplay and editing and actor. And, you know, every time they mentioned it, they were like, you know, from, from the studio who brought you th- this other musical, here is Bohemian Rhapsody. It's like, hmm, well, hey, award shows, um, who directed Bohemian Rhapsody. Would you guys happen to know by any chance? Oh, oh nobody. You know, just uh, you know, it just kind of directed itself. And I feel like that's <laughs> going to be the reaction with these Browns in 2022, where if they do well, you know, NBC isn't going to put them on. You know, next Sunday night. You know, and they put like the two pictures of the two best players. It'll be like Nick Chubb's Browns versus <laughs> Patrick Mahomes Chiefs. You know what I'm saying? I don't see the only reason I don't agree with that necessarily. Like I, I 100% understand where you're coming from. There are so many people out here that are just like, nah, there's no way he did anything wrong. I'm like, what are mm. you talking about? Like, <clears throat> Right, right, yeah. Oh, yeah, like, there, I saw the replies on the tweets, yeah. When right, that's what I'm saying. Down, like, quote, quote, cleared, yeah. So, like, I, I don't, like, I don't think there's enough incentive for, you know, well, the fans are different. Because, like I said, a bunch of people just, I don't think, realize anything is wrong. Like, let's say... Let's say the extent to which Deshaun Watson was out here getting just, you know, just, just being a menace to society. Like, let's say if the degree to which he did it was like he asked somebody to come over to give him a massage, right? Mm-hmm. And then he was like, um, could I pay you extra for this? And they were like, uh, no. And he was just like, all right. And then got up and left. People won't even think there's anything wrong with that. You know what I mean? People would be like, yeah. yeah, you just tried and that's it. You know what I mean? It's like, no, like that's still a problem. <laughs> like right. you brought someone there under false pretenses and then tried to pay them like they were a prostitute and then you just dipped. You know mm. what I mean? Like I get no, uh, you know, no shame to sex workers or whatever, but like to just assume that and act that while you're in a position of, you know, being wildly more famous and influential is like kind of a problem, and I think a lot of people don't think that way. So I think that I think the only way it's going to go south is if they start losing. If if he's there and they start losing, and it's like, oh, you spent all these draft picks, and you're losing, and then he ends up like suspended, and it all just snowballs, and they're like bad. That's the only way I feel like anybody's going to look at it sideways. If yeah. he starts winning games, I think everybody's just going to fucking keep it moving. Like mm-hmm. it, it's a fucking shame, yeah. Um, but yeah, that that's my view on Deshaun Watson. I totally get what you're saying, though. I just don't. Yeah, I, I mean, even the general if, public, maybe not isn't the fans, maybe yeah, maybe not the general public, but definitely much. like NFL and like NBC and stuff, right? They'll be like, just put Nick Chubb up there. We don't feel like hearing it from people, and just let it be, right? Maybe maybe the beginning part of the season, but I feel like if by the end, like if by the end Deshaun Watson's playing great and they're in the playoff race, like. I think they'll throw him on there. You know what I mean? Like week 13, week 14. If he gets suspended for like six games, right? Right. And, you know, week 14 comes around, he's playing great, and they're in the hunt. Like, I feel like they're just going to throw his name up there because nobody's going to give a shit. So what incentive do they have to, like, hide him? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, I think you're right. Unfortunately. (laughs) Yeah. So that's Deshaun Watson to the Browns. Um, Devontae Adams to the Raiders is is nuts. Like I said, 28 million, that's... It's way more money than I thought receivers are going for. 
Um, and, uh, man, he was like, you know how bad things have to be for you to be like, I don't want to play with Aaron Rodgers anymore. I want to go play with Derek Carr. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, like, I, I, it was one of those things, like, I just never thought they would trade him. Because right. he, it, you know, it, so, like, for example, like, the Cowboys, they traded Amari Cooper, right? Mm-hmm. And you go, well, it would have been nice to keep him. I did like Amari, but it is what it is. But you have CeeDee Lamb, who was a first-round pick, right. right there to step up, right? Right. You trade... Uh, Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins. You go, well, that sucks. I would like to keep him, but you know, you have Kelsey. You have mm-hmm. Juju Smith-Schuster, who isn't great, but I feel like he could prove himself with a fucking all-time quarterback. Right. But with Devontae Adams, it's like, who's their number two? Fucking, who's that guy? The, uh, the guy who was with the Cowboys for a little while? Uh, Lazard, I guess? The, Wait, the... In... Where? With the Raiders? Uh, Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb, yeah. I was like, Randall Cobb? Like yeah. Lazard, I mean, like Darren who, Waller. There, no, no. I'm talking about um, who's the number two? Like oh, in Green Bay, in Green Bay. So you'd be like uh, Lazard, like Valdez or whatever the guy's name yeah. is. Like who? Who is there? To, who like? Who you'd be like? Okay, we're getting rid of like top, literally the best court, wide receiver in the league. But at least we have like a top thirty guy or a top twenty guy, right? Right. And they're dying. And so I was. That's why. I, I wonder if they're just looking at it like fucking. We paid. Aaron Rodgers, fucking everything, a yeah. giant chunk of change. He better know how to make it work. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean that's yeah. like kind of what it's kind of what uh, what's his name, Tom Brady. I mean when he was with the Patriots, like other than when they gave him Randy Moss and mm-hmm. Rob Gronkowski, mm-hmm. right. but like before that and for a short period after that, I feel like it was just like yeah, just make you it work Edelman with what you got. Yeah, and Danny Amendola and right, and then they and then they left White. there, and then they were yeah. fucking nothing. So it's like clearly. At some point, you're just, like, betting on your quarterback to be able to make it happen with scraps. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, with their, their magnum condom. <laughs> their <giant laughs> He's got the scraps. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, them trading it is just, trading Devontae Adams is just nuts to me. I, I never thought it would, I never thought they would. But, you know, congrats to the Raiders. I mean, they got a good squad going. They got him, Waller, Derek Carr actually played pretty well last year. Mm-hmm. Um, they made the playoffs, you know. Yep. Um, they have uh, Max Crosby on the defensive side, and um, they have that fan. I mean, that, um, when we, we went to the wedding a couple year, a weeks back, the one in Utah, we flew into Vegas, and then the, they had a bus that took us to the wedding itself. But we drove right by the new stadium. The thing is nice, dude. <laughs> it is like the desert. It's like desert. Everything's deserty and like mountainy, and you have this like crisp black glassy dome thing in the middle of it. Mm. Um, so, I mean, they're, they're pouring the nice chunk of change into that into the Raiders. So I, 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 I also didn't realize that him and Derek Carr played together in college. I didn't know that either. I saw a tweet. And I was like, "Damn, Devontae Adams went to where Fresno State, right? Or it was at right. the other court? It was at the other brother? It was at David Carr? I can't remember. Let me let me look it up. Yeah, Derek Carr. Derek Carr. He didn't go to Fresno State. He went to excuse me. Yeah, Fresno Cal? State. Fresno State. Oh, okay. That's yeah, wild. Call. Fresno, Fresno State. Yeah, so Fresno State had fucking Derek Carr and fucking a pretty good quarterback. And, Adams. Yeah. Whew. And you didn't win with them, bro. Um. So yeah, I mean that that's awesome. Good for them. And it, it AFC West fucking stacked. 
Also, what are the chances that Devontae Adams just saw Aaron the way Aaron Rodgers acting? He's like, I can't, I can't spend I can't, more yeah. time with this fucking guy. He's <laughs> putting his feet on national television. <laughs> he's showing feet. <laughs> he's just making some chat rooms feet. <laughs> he's on sports chats, chats talk rooms showing feet. Oh man, he's like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. Um, speaking of somebody saying I gotta get the fuck out of here, it was Matt Ryan. Um, I think basically what happened with that, just based on, I have a couple friends who are Falcons fans. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that they were like, the Browns and the Falcons were like one and two versus John Watson. And I think Matt Ryan like looked around the room and he's like, really? Like, like this guy who may or may not have, you know, sexually assaulted or sexually harassed 22 women, you're going to push me out uh, for, for this fucking guy. And then like, I think, you know, when it fell through, they were just like, uh, kind of feel like shit so uh where do you want to yeah, go because like, oh, they from what i understand is they didn't even shop them they didn't even like see what they could get from matt ryan they mm. basically went up to matt ryan's like where would you like to go and he was like colts don't look bad and they were like all right let's see what they'll give us like <laughs> and they just took what they could got because i mean it, as much as you know some people love to shit on matt ryan uh it was <laughs> dominique foxworth and everybody just was talking about it and they're like he's kind of been like the most successful and like maybe the most important quarterback the Atlanta Falcons have ever had. Yeah, like oh, I mean, th- um, do you remember that um, the series a couple weeks back? Uh, I mentioned um, the history of the Atlanta Falcons. It was like a yeah. three or four hour series on YouTube, and he uses this sort of like um, graph. Like uh, you might have seen it. It's like a he tracks like wins above and below five hundred. Like in the history of the Falcons, like how long they've been above and below five hundred. Yeah, and pretty much before he got there, it's just like down, 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 down. Six and nine. The Falcons had never had back to back winning seasons until he had been there. Yeah. So like, and, even with Vic there, that means they were good and then bad. They good yeah. and then bad. Like they were and, never consistent. Mm-hmm. And he visually, when he gets there, it's up, dude. It just <laughs> like the thing just shoots up. Right, twelve and four, ten and six, twelve and four, thirteen and three, twelve and four. You know, ten and six, nine and seven at the worst. You know, when when it was yeah. you know their peak, and he just he he's talking about it in that video. He's like, somehow the Falcons got it together and put up together the second best season after putting together the best season in franchise history. And you know, you're watching it. You're like, I mean, I know it's football, right? Like it, it's inevitable that the best player will be let go. I mean, Tom Brady's not playing with the Patriots anymore, right? But still, you go. That's how you treat him, right? You go. Yeah, that's the thing too. Is it's not. Yeah. A, it was such an un, like unceremonious thing, and I'm not saying it has to be this giant like farewell tour. You know what I mean? But like to just all of a sudden be like, all right, well, we're going all in on this guy of all people. You know what I mean? Like it's just mm-hmm. it, it just leaves a bad taste in your mouth for sure. Like if I was yeah. Matt Ryan, I'd be pretty upset about it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so he's out. Uh, the Falcons. He's over at the Colts. Um, somebody was like, how you gotta, how do you think Baker Mayfield feels that the Colts were like, we're willing to trade stuff away to get, to get Matt Ryan. We won't fucking touch you, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. Um, and I put here in a note, uh, um, that Dak Prescott is now the longest, I didn't know how to word it, like the longest tenured quarterback, because, well, not longest, third because longest. of, oh, third longest, sorry. But not tenured because it's like, you know, Tom Brady and shit. But it's like the longest currently tenured at, like, their current team right now. Right. Which is nuts. Yeah. 
Yeah, that is nuts. I wish uh, <laughs> I was about to say like, wish she was somewhere else. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it is that is uh, that's weird. It's only been what six years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this would be his seventh season coming up. Yep. Right. So, but it's only been six so far. So it's like that's the longest any quarterback's been at a place. Like, think about the era we had just before this, right? Which mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. Tom Brady was at. Um, New England. The Patriots, New England for the longest time. Philip Rivers was the Chargers. Ben Roethlisberger was with Pittsburgh. Eli Manning. Eli Manning was with the mm-hmm. Giants. Like, it, quarterbacks just stuck around wherever they were at. Like unless you had like a bottom five, bottom ten quarterback, like you were probably just going to stay where you were at. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and now I think wisely so teams have basically decided like i don't have like a top 10 quarterback i probably don't have that great of a chance of winning the super bowl so i need to start shifting stuff around you know what mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. and i think that's where we're at now so that we're in this situation where you know people are moving around so the the two the two with higher tenure off the top of my head i'm assuming are aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr. yep mm-hmm. yep so yeah, and Derek Carr's not that great. Um, but <laughs> yeah, and I think Derek Carr's one year after, and then after that, it's Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, or Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. I think. Lamar Jackson, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's uh, and I think we will see that going forward, right? Like, um, I'm sure Justin Herbert's going to be in San Diego for forever. I'm sure Joe Burrow's going to be in Cincinnati for forever, unless he forces yeah. his way out. Um, yeah, I like. I think. I think. People are in place now in such a manner that, you know, we'll come across it. It's just we're at a weird in-between time where no one's, like, really around to pick up that. Right. No, I, I agree. Yeah. No, yeah. So, um, that's Matt Ryan. Uh, the only other thing... Well, the, the only other thing. Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins. Um, mm-hmm. So, I think that was a sneaky good uh, trade. Not so much in that, like, it made them better. Because I do think they're worse without Tyreek Hill. But, like... So the thing we talk about is it's always like a, a smart move, and at least my opinion, I believe you have the same opinion, that when you have the pieces to win now, you go all in on winning now, right? The yes. difference is, is that the Chiefs have already won now. So like at this point, I feel like if you're the Chiefs, like you don't have to be in a hurry to try and get a Super Bowl because you've already gotten one. And you have a young quarterback who's probably the best in the league. And I think they took a moment and realized, like, Tyreek Hill is going to want so much fucking money when he... Like, if Devontae Adams just made $28 million, we're going to have to pay Tyreek. And they, I think they looked around the room and they were like, we have the best quarterback in football. They believe, for sure. Mm-hmm. And they were like, if we get rid of Tyreek Hill and we get five picks back, let's just stock our team around Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes for... You know, a year or two may have to, you know, pull the Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, which is that, like, we don't really give you much, but, you know, we kind of just expect you to make it work because you are the best quarterback in the league. And what that allows us to do is to, you know, fill in any gaps we may have, you know what I mean, around the rest of the team. And ultimately, I think in the long run, you end up better. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's weird because, like I said, I, I generally am, like, all for being in win now to win. But if you've already won and your window is still wide open... Then, like, I guess at that point, um, you're kind of in win-now mode, but also you want to play long-term. You know what I mean? So, and I think that's what they did, right? They didn't, like, rebuild. They just, they were like, 
we're not going to be able to keep Tyreek Hill along with everything else. So we might as well get as much for him while we can and ship him out. And that's what they did. Um, what are your views on the, the trade? Yeah, I, I agree. I agree completely. I think, you know, when you have somebody like Patrick Mahomes, you just, like, go, well, dude, I'd rather, you know, use the salary cap or whatever bullshit and shape it around what you can do and maybe hopefully find the next Tyreek Hill. I mean, it's easier said than done, but, you know, like... Yeah, I mean, you, but but in Green Bay, Jordy Nelson look, was, like, a pro bowler. You know what I mean? It's right. like It's like... Jordy Nelson is not that good, but you, you know, we can spend a a first and a second round pick or whatever and get you a receiver who may not be that great, but like you can make them great. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. if we get you a B or a B plus receiver, you'll make him look like an A and it'll still work. And it also allows us to have, I don't know, you know, a better corner or a better safety as well. You know, maybe we're not giving up 40 points a fucking game. It's like, um, did you ever watch the movie movie Moneyball? I have not. So there's a scene where it's like, um, what's his name? Um, Brad Pitt is sitting at the table and he's playing Billy Bean. Okay. Something Bean. Anyway, so he's playing. He's playing the GM over the Oakland A's. And he's getting surrounded by all these old timey basket uh, baseball guys who are like, you know, this guy, he's a hitter, you know, he hits home runs out the park. And then he's like, all right, guys, well, we lost because they were like a really good team the year before the movie starts. And then what happened in the offseason is that they got all the good players got poached by like the Yankees, the Red Sox, so and so. And so he hires Jonah Hill, who's like a Princeton nerd guy, to tell him, you know, what are we gonna do? And so he tells him, he's like, you know, he's like, guys, guys, we're not gonna find the next Jason Giambi. In these scouts. So what are we going to do? We're going to find three players that will add up to the stats that Giambi gave us. He had, what, 40 touch, forty home runs? We need to find three guys that can give us, you know, 15, 18-ish, you know, each one, right? Right. And this per, this on-base percentage. We need guys who will add up to that. And I feel like that's what sort of the mentality has to be going into guys that they're going to shape around Aaron Rodgers and... Um, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. Yeah, it was like, you know, we're not going to get the 15 touchdowns that Tyreek Hill had to one dude, but we're going to get three dudes that we can move in and out who might give us in special situations, you know, in this, you know, in short yardage in the red zone. You know, this dude A might give us five touchdowns, 600 yards, and then when we need a home run, this other dude will give us, you know, 800 and, you know, six or seven touchdowns. Right. It's so, harder <laughs> because you don't just go, hey, you just put Tyreek Hill out there and throw it up. Right. But it's cheaper and, it, you know, it's, it's I think if you know what the fuck you're doing, you're going to be able to make it work. Right. And and I think even that is more, that is even more uh, pressing in football where the salary cap is like so much more sticky than it is in baseball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I, yeah, I think, I think you're basically relying on Patrick Mahomes to turn this into something that is greater than the sum of its parts. Right. Like, yeah, like we may, you know, we may not have, a Pro Bowl wide receiver next year, or you know what I mean, like a All NFL wide receiver. But um, you know, if we get you a decent receiver to replace him, and then we can you know fill in your offensive line a little bit, and blah blah blah, you know, upgrade other parts. You know, we we might be a better team overall if you can overcome your lack of receivers. Um, mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see for sure. Uh, so that's, that's the NFL though. That's the big moves that have happened. Um, 
And the last thing I wanted to say is Pusha T dropped some absolute fucking bars in a Arby's <laughs> commercial. It was the most, you sent it to mm. me. And I was mm. like, what the fuck is this? It, it like, you sent it to me and it didn't have the thumbnail. It just said like, this, but then it said like, I was paid, but I would have said it anyways. I was like, what is going on here? And then I clicked it and it was a fucking Arby's commercial. And I was like, what am I watching? And then it was him <laughs> shitting on the filet of fish sandwich. And I was like, again, <laughs> what the fuck am I listening to? And uh, you have a question here that it's good or cringeworthy. And uh, it's both. Like, I I was like, why is this man? This man's about to put out a fucking album. And he decided to rap for a minute and a half for an Arby's commercial. And I was like, why would you do this? But on the other hand, it goes so fucking hard. How is it possible? My man my man said fish scale on an actual fucking Arby's commercial. My man is literally talking about drugs in the middle of this Arby's commercial. And I can only imagine it's because whoever the fuck is at Arby's just does not follow cook rap like that. <laughs> like they didn't know what they were getting themselves into. Um, but yeah, so Pusha T is talking about drugs in a fucking Arby's commercial, but it still goes hard. Yeah, <laughs> I, I liked it too. Yeah, I, I'm, um, like I, like you said, I'm right there with you where he's like, uh, this is kind of weird, but also good, but also like, I mean, I guess, and apparently it's, it worked. Like everybody was tweeting about it and talking about Arby's and shit and. Yeah, it was an absolute banger. It shouldn't have been. And, like, everything in my body wanted to make fun of him. I, <laughs> if Drake had made that, I would have roasted him. But I also like to think Drake's would have just been, like, a poppy, just, like, whatever. Whereas, like, my man was actually spitting about the fucking, like, like aggressively, yeah, too. Yeah. Like, talking actual shit. So weird. Um, but it went so hard. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, I, I think that's the episode for this week. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. if, if yeah. You yeah. Go me. buy a go buy an Arby's uh, fish, fish sandwich. Sandwich. Let Maybe. us know how it is. I mean, no, go buy it. a fucking McDonald's <laughs> fillet of fish and just throw it <laughs> on the ground and stomp on it. Um, <laughs> like I said, I'm not gonna buy the fucking Arby's fish. Hell no. But yeah. I support them, and I do love the curly fries, dude. Yeah, I might actually go buy some tomorrow. Like I <laughs> fucking love it, and I always forget about them. You know, people always talk about you know. Zaxby's chicken or you know this thing's Bojangles chicken or something and I'm never like you know what I'm gonna go buy fucking Arby's and buy just like a large curly fries yeah cause they are like perfect yeah They're fucking perfect they really are the yeah. only thing uh, well not about the curly fries but specifically I don't here's the thing I don't like fish anyways but I you damn sure could never get me to buy fish Fast food fish. Like, oh, I don't know. Huh? Yeah, dude. Like, the idea of going to, like, a Long John Silver's? Mm. Hell no. Yeah, you're out of your fucking mind. So, yeah, I will not be getting that fish sandwich. Uh, yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. Maybe it'll work. Maybe that Maybe that ad, that targeted advertising will work for somebody. <laughs> I'm going to come in here and be like, somebody somebody, somebody in the middle of the fucking hug with a do-rag and fucking tinted <laughs> windows is like, you know what? I am going to go get that shit. <laughs> I, uh, next week, I'm going to come in like, I was wrong. <laughs> that fish sandwich was really good. And Coda deserved that Oscar. <laughs> I have seen the light. But honestly, it might be just be food poisoning from <laughs> the fucking chicken. From the fish <laughs> My man's hallucinating. <laughs> oh, shit. 
but uh, that's the episode for this week. Um, if you want to catch me, you can catch me at TMoneyBags on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at Evercaster92 on Instagram. You can catch the podcast at DiffAnimalsPod on Instagram and Twitter. Or you can email us directly, DifferentAnimalsPodcast at gmail.com. As usual, stay safe, stay entertained, and we'll catch you guys next week. Later. Peace.